0: Welcome to another episode of the Family Renewal Podcast. I am Israel Wayne, and today we're going to be talking about international homeschooling. Homeschooling is a phenomenon that has grown and spread all around the world over the past forty plus years. And I have some great guests to talk with us today about what is happening around the world related to homeschooling. So my friends, the Hubners, are, some of the uh, most qualified people I know to speak on this issue. Uh, not only do they lead uh, a group called Matches, which is Manitoba Area Christian Homeschools in the province of Manitoba, Canada, but they also are involved in the Global Home Education Conference and a lot of other things that I probably don't even know. And so, uh, Gerald and Bev Hubner, welcome to the Family Renewal podcast.
1: Well, it's great to be here with you, uh, Israel. You know, just the, 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 the thought and the picture that's running through my mind is I recall having dinner with you. And I don't remember what kind of restaurant it was, maybe you do, but I remember having dinner with you uh, in a restaurant in St. Petersburg, Russia, several years ago. And that's um, just uh, just reflecting back on that as we think about international homeschooling. Yes, it was actually, oddly enough, a Chinese restaurant
0: because that was the closest thing that we could walk to. And it was so cold in the wintertime in St. Petersburg (laughs) that we didn't wanna walk far. And so we went to a Chinese restaurant where Uh, Unfortunately, they didn't know how to speak Mandarin. We were with Mike Donnelly of HSLDA, who's the International Director of Homeschool Legal Defense. And he was excited because he actually knows a little bit of Mandarin and was going to try it and ordering things in in Mandarin uh, during the dinner. But they knew no Mandarin. They only knew Russian. So we we got our way. We we found our way through it. Uh, But yeah, the Lord blessed us to be able to uh, work together at a conference in St. Petersburg, somewhere probably around 2017, something like that. Uh, but you all have been um, a lot of places, and we want to talk about that in a bit. But I think it might be good if we back up and we we just go back to uh, the beginning of your homeschool journey. And uh, first of all, how did you first get involved with home education?
2: Well, actually, um, we sent our oldest daughter to kindergarten at the public school because we had never heard of homeschooling. Um, wasn't on the radar, didn't know anybody that homeschooled, didn't even know there was an option. Uh, Partway through the year uh, a friend of ours heard about it and mentioned it to us because our uh, second child uh, who was uh, four at the time uh, was showing developmental delays and she introduced us to um, the Moors and their Better Late Than Early books and we read those and then we read more about homeschooling and then we actually found another family that actually homeschooled and talked to them and uh, by the end of that uh, school year we had decided that next fall, we would uh, keep our children home. And if we were going to homeschool our son, who needed the more attention, we would also homeschool our daughter. And we went through the first year and absolutely loved it. Loved the fact that I could teach my daughter to read. Like it was me that did it. And we could enjoy so much more family time. And then over the years, we continued and eventually got past the saying, we're going to do it another year To we We're going to do it all the way. And uh, we actually got involved in homeschool leadership quite early. Uh, we started homeschooling in 88, and by 89, 90, you were already on the board. of associations. Well, we Spanish organized, Association we organized the
1: first provincial conference that, that Israel has been to. Uh, we organized the first one in 1990, and uh, um, we uh, were continuous up until 2020 when we had to go online. That's yeah. amazing.
0: That's, that's such a long duration. Uh, of not just homeschooling, but serving the homeschool community. And I know that's a big part of your heart and what the Lord's given you a desire to do. And so obviously working with the Manitoba Homeschool Association that has put you in touch with uh, HSLDA, there's a a Canadian division of HSLDA, uh, as well as the American and so um, they were one of the organizations that helped to develop a, a global uh, home education conference that has happened in a number of locations around the world. Um, tell us about that and, and your involvement with the Global Home Education Conference.
1: Well, as, uh, as part of my role, uh, I'm the chairman of the board of HSLDA Canada. Uh, we were involved in some discussions back in 2010 in Chicago, uh, about what could we do internationally, and um, the the concept of a global homeschool conference was was really kicked off and floated. And Mike Donnelly and a number of others were were key to that discussion. And it's been my privilege to be involved in that effort, uh, which has the effort basically of of proclaiming around the world that homeschooling is is a great alternative, not just not just an alternative, but it, it's a great alternative. You, it, it tells parents, you can do this. It tells parents, this is your right. And it proclaims that. And our, our objective is to advance the freedom to choose and direct the education of the children through home education globally. Uh, so we've done three conferences. The first one was in Berlin, Germany uh, in 2012. The next one was in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 2016. And then the last one was in uh, Russia, uh, in St. Petersburg and in Moscow in 2018. And we were to have had our last one in the Philippines in 2020. uh, But unfortunately, that was preempted by both a volcano uh, as well as a pandemic. And uh, so we uh, we moved it online and did it in the fall of 2020, had far more people than we would have ever had from far more countries around the world uh, than if we were able to do it in person. But it's still not the same. And we're working toward the next uh, Global Homeschool Conference uh, that will be probably coming up in 2023. Well, you know, you think about those locations
0: and they may sound a little bit odd to people. So let's take Berlin, Germany first because it's against the law to homeschool in Germany. And so that seems like an an interesting place to host a Global Home Education Conference. What was that experience
1: like? Well, we we chose the location because we wanted to be able to come around the people that were there. We wanted to make a difference and we wanted to advance homeschool freedom in Germany and around the world. So we went to the place that was one of the most oppressive uh, places to home educate, which was Germany. And the heart of that, of course, is Berlin. Uh, the other locations, uh, w- it wasn't illegal in either Brazil. They were under attack and they needed, it's a very, very uh, populous country with homeschool growth booming. Uh, and uh, we've been able to in- influence uh, the freedom in Brazil significantly, and there's been a lot of advancement there, a lot of growth in home education. And in Russia, uh, it's a place where homeschooling was, was starting and growing. And since that time, homeschooling has just skyrocketed uh, in, in Russia and other countries, the former Soviet Union. And it was an opportunity to influence a part of the world that we really didn't have a lot of touch into. And it's made a huge difference.
0: So the conference that we participated in together was in St. Petersburg, and that event was uh, very typical to the kind of events that we would have in Canada or the United States, where we would be teaching parents and equipping uh, people to know about homeschooling pastors and church leaders and so forth. Uh, The the global conference there was in Moscow. And again, people are surprised uh, when they find out that homeschooling is even legal in Russia. They say, oh, I wouldn't have thought that homeschooling was legal in russia but my understanding is what since 1992 that they have had legal freedom to homeschool and that it's really
1: not much more restrictive there than it is in many of the states here in the u.s am i am i correct on that uh, you're correct israel but the, the challenge we have in a lot of parts of the world and and it was the case in russia up until fairly recently although it may be legal it's not easy mm. and a lot of times there's uh, uh, various kinds of administrative impediments that are not necessarily legal, that are thrown up for parents that they have to do uh, testing and visits and various kinds of things. And uh, so this was to reduce those uh, those things as well. The The big difference with a global conference is it's not specific to either methodology or motivation. So it's not specifically a Christian conference. Uh, it's a conference where where we have people from all faiths and backgrounds that come together and it's aimed at Uh, Homeschool leaders uh, is is one of the targets. We want to grow homeschool organizations around the world. Uh, Legislators and influencers, so those that make policies and laws and those kinds of things, we want them to come and be influenced. And we had many senators and politicians that came to the conference in Russia, uh, as well as in Brazil. Uh, and, And then the third group that we have at these conferences are researchers. We have a homeschool academic research track, Uh, where we have uh, 30 plus academic researchers presenting papers and that's expanded even more since the that's amazing those are the three components that's that's incredible
0: and you know there are people who are advocates for human rights in some of these countries who believe in home education sort of as a package You know, they don't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily homeschool themselves even, and yet they see from a legal standpoint that parents should have the right to choose how to educate their own children. I remember speaking with uh, Mike Donnelly about the fact that HSLDA has sometimes been able to use human rights legislation, some of which has been adopted by the United Nations, for the advancement of homeschooling. Like we think about the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child and some of those UN treaties and and human rights uh, declarations that that we think of as being very negative, and some of them are, uh, that are against parental rights. But there are others that actually give some benefit to uh, parents, you know, having rights in terms of how they teach their children. And so uh, some of those people who would be a part of the Global Home Education Conference would be coming from that kind of mentality. Like you said, not not coming from even a religious perspective, but just simply a human rights perspective. Let, let, let me ask you a little bit about your experience in Eastern Europe because you had an opportunity to go there, I think more than once if I'm not mistaken. Tell me how that opportunity came about.
1: We've reached out and connected with people in in, in Russia, uh, but but primarily our work uh, with with groups and individuals has been in Ukraine, uh, in Belarus uh, and some of the surrounding countries. and it it really came about in a, in a way that that we did not strategize and plan for this Israel. Uh, we actually the conference that we were at together in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Um, one of my friends who's involved in camping ministry that that I've been helping out a little bit, Christian camping uh, in in Ukraine, saw a post on Facebook where I posted a picture of of us, uh, and I think you were made, might have been in the picture as well, speaking at the Saint Petersburg Christian University. And this fellow sent me a post and said, "I know that place." Hmm. Um, I was a translator there. I, I got saved there. I, I went on to be a student and an instructor at that at that uh, school. Hmm. And he said, by the way, I've had a group of pastors that have been asking me about homeschooling. Um, would you be willing to come and talk about it? Wow. Uh, so, so that camping organization offered uh, to put together a, um, a, a conference, a small conference. There was 30 people or so there. And uh, shortly after uh, that, uh, after our time in in uh, St. Petersburg, actually, my daughter and I uh, traveled uh, to Ukraine uh, as well as Belarus and spoke there. And uh, that was the first of, of a number of visits that we've had. When we when we did that the first time, in most places that we visited, there was either no homeschoolers there or maybe one family. And um, our, our first contact with homeschoolers uh in uh, in Ukraine was about 4 years before that when i went to visit the one family that i had heard of and they they had never had anybody uh they they hadn't met other homeschoolers and now they're having numerous conferences they've got support groups in in many cities uh and the same thing is happening in uh uh in in Belarus uh in Belarus uh, actually the conference where you were you and i were at israel um they um there was two pastor's wives from Belarus that came to that conference. And we, when we talked to them, they said, this is really interesting. But our, head, our husbands will never, never, never do this. Wow. And uh, within days after that, con- after agreeing to speak in Ukraine, we got a call saying, um, we're interested from one of these wives. In Belarus. In Belarus. And they said, would you come to Belarus? And of course, my daughter and I were going to be in Ukraine. Belarus is right next door. So why wouldn't we go there? So that 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 gives you a picture of how strategic uh, our ministry has been. It's not our strategy. It's the Lord's. All we had to do was say, yeah, I guess we could do that.
0: That's wonderful. I've been blessed to travel a little bit, maybe not as extensively as you guys, but I've been able to travel with Mike Donnelly to Japan. I've spoken in England and Mexico and, and Canada and Canada. Seems like a, another place or two. Um, but one of the things, I, Bev, maybe I can direct this to you. One of the things that I hear some people saying in their minds as they listen to this is, wow, that sounds like an amazing opportunity. But right now I'm kind of buried with life, just trying to survive homeschooling. I can't imagine being able to travel, uh, being able to you know, serve like you guys do on, on a provincial level or a state level, or, or even with a local homeschool group. Um, what encouragement would you give to homeschooling families, even when they have youngsters, about developing and cultivating a mentality of service? Uh, because you're not just going to turn a switch one day and automatically start serving when you turn sixty. You know, it's like there's going to be a lifestyle that you you. know, I mean, you could uh, theoretically, but but I, ideally, you know, you're cultivating that mentality of service. Uh, how can families begin to think now about how they can give back? Uh, to the homeschool community in their local area around the world, um, encouraging their children—you know how to how to get their children thinking in that direction. What are some ideas you could give us?
2: Well, I would say that um, you start local. Um, when our children were young, we were involved in planning the the uh, provincial uh, homeschool conference, and our children attended not only the meetings, but the conference, even when they were younger and helped set up and and uh, they were in the background. Our daughter has fond memories of attending conferences when she was a kid. And then as they grew up, they uh, became volunteers and did, did uh, jobs as teenagers. We, we've always encouraged our children to be involved either in the local church or in the homeschool um, groups. And uh, as Gerald mentioned, our daughter, Gerald got asked to go to Ukraine and it was for spring, like in, um, I would say late May, beginning of June. And I love gardening and I did not want to leave my yard in late May, early June. So he turned around and said to our daughter, you want to go? She says, sure. (laughs) The problem is, is she had four, she has four kids. And so she goes, um, I not only got to take care of my garden, I got to take care of my grandchildren. So that, that it worked for us that she went as, um, as a speaker into the homeschool uh, conferences that they attended. And I stayed home and I prayed for them and I took care of her four children. And we really enjoyed, I enjoyed that. And she enjoyed the travel time with her dad. And, um, but as you go along in your, in your homeschool journey, your kids are gonna be grown up quite quickly unless you have like the dozen kids, like some families do, you're at it for a long time. We had two children. And so um, we actually only homeschooled for 14 years. So once they were done, we continued serving in the homeschool community. And um, the, one of the times we went to Belarus, we invited other families. We went to on, uh, around and asked a whole bunch of homeschool parents that have graduated all their kids. Don't you wanna go with us and speak on homeschooling? And we managed to get two families to attend with us in Belarus. And, they, and we ended up doing two conferences because there were the other two couples us and one other lady from Canada and we we managed they split us into two different areas because they could double dip because they had so many speakers yeah so yeah that was really cool to travel with other Christian homeschoolers we enjoyed the the uh, time together and we enjoyed the opportunity to share with these families and that was in Belarus at that time there were no homeschoolers they were just thrilled to hear somebody talk about godly parenting something you, Israel, really um, emp- uh, speak on a lot. These these parents, they weren't ready to homeschool, but they really needed direction on how to pass on their faith to their children, because there, there is a generational gap in doing this. They have no example of uh, parents that help them. They're for almost first-generation Christians, and so they had no idea how to parent as a Christian parent.
0: Yeah, I observed that when we were in Russia with people commented to me, like, we just don't know how to parent. And, uh, you know, even the church leaders um, really seem to lack training in that. It's like they've gotten some theological training, but a lot of they don't really have a theology of the family or a theology of education.
1: And, you know, one of the one of the points that that sticks out in my mind was when we I was speaking and, and 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 I don't remember the topic, but the the term devotions. I uh, mm-hmm. came up in our in our in our in our talk, talk and the translator who, who who I know quite well looked over me at me, and he said, "Gerald, there's no word in Belarusian for devotions." Uh, so like he said, we, "He
2: said, give me a few minutes. I have to explain it to them."
1: <laughs> yeah. And So this is a great opportunity
0: that we have, you know, God's given us so many resources uh, in the West that we can take to other places. Um, and of course, when we go, we always learn from God's people there. I mean, like uh, in, in Eastern Europe, um, they know more about persecution than we do, right? So there's great things that we learn from them as well. And it's kind of how the body of Christ is supposed to work. Uh, this podcast will air later. And so where we're recording this is right at the end of the uh, well, <laughs> I hope it's right at the end of the whole COVID crisis. <laughs> we we hope, right? Uh, this thing every time we think we're at the end, somebody moves the goalpost. Uh, but in a few weeks, uh, two or, I think two two week two or three weeks, I'm I'm supposed to um, go to Portugal, and so I'm supposed to spend a week there at a family camp uh, hosted by a church, and they want me to talk about home education and family discipleship. Um, the family who is there um, that leads this church is a homeschooling family that, you know, they're um, native to Portugal. And so um, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get past all the border security and all the restrictions related to the travel bans with, with the uh, the crisis and all of that. Uh, but there's, there's a great opportunity, you know, around the world. Um, there's a lot of uh, people seeking translation work. We didn't even talk about that, but, but boy, there's a lot of places around the world where they don't have any K through 12 Christian curriculum in their language. So mm-hmm. there could be people here in the United States who say, I know a second language and fairly proficient at it, and I could help translate Christian curriculum material. Now you'd have to work with the publisher and work within their parameters. You don't want to just do that by yourself because there's copyright laws. But I know there are a lot of places that um they're struggling because they don't have curriculum. We take it for granted that we have curriculum in a language we can read and our children can understand. But that's a way somebody could serve without even traveling. Um, there are a lot of ways that people can um, can plug in and and get involved. Um, if people want to learn more in particular about the global uh, home education conference and what that's all about, what is the website for that particular Uh, organization that that hosts this uh, event around the world? G-H-E-X dot world. G-H-E-X dot world. Okay, very good. So they can go there and uh, be able to see uh, where you've been, uh, where potential events may come up in the future. uh, And there could be lots of opportunities for people to get involved. I think even just praying for uh families that are homeschooling around the world is a great way to supplement your own teaching of geography uh within your homeschool giving children a broader world view to see that uh you know what what god's doing is not just here in uh north america but it's uh it's all over the world and people care about their children and so the opportunity that we have to help um encourage families and and maybe even uh, you know, creating a pen pal relationship with somebody uh, across the world. You know, obviously they've got to have per- parents involved in that kind of thing, but uh, where children could talk cross-culturally through digital communication and kind of learn what is it like to be homeschooled in Uganda or what's it like to, you know, be, be learning uh, at home around the world. Uh, so what, what's, what's uh, some more just encouragement that you could give, particularly to those that are uh, facing those years where they, they may be coming out empty nesters and they have more time on their hands. I see a lot of families that just drop out. You know, it's like, Hey, I've raised my children. Uh, we're done homeschooling and we're going to move on to other things. And it's good to do that. I mean, great. It's if you have more time to move on to other things, that's great. But what I find is that the people who have the wisdom, who have put in the time, who have homeschooled their children successfully, their children are now adults and they're raising, you know, their grandchildren, Ah, uh, they're the ones that we need to hear from. And it seems like a lot of times the the people who are kind of speaking the most about homeschooling, you know they they've been homeschooling two years and they have a six year old, a, a four year old, and <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to mock that. I mean, there's you know, I'm glad that they want to give and engage, but somebody who's got thirty five years of homeschool experience just drops out. you know, so what encouragement would you give to people to to stay engaged in this uh, homeschool
1: community after they quote unquote, retire? Well, I, I think that there's huge opportunities to make a difference, to be used in in mighty ways. Um, the the first advice is 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 start with a foundation of prayer. Um, this what what we've done. Uh, I was taught by a dear brother that um, I should not be involved in these things without a prayer army. Mm. Uh, so I we when we travel when we do. These ministry events, we don't leave home until we have a hundred people that are committed to praying for us every day that we're gone. Amazing, and we have seen the not the power of prayer, the power of the Lord mm-hmm. uh, working in ways that we couldn't even imagine, mm. uh, just paving the way, smoothing the way, enabling things to happen, opening doors. So start with prayer, and then and then the the opportunities. Uh, I think that the Lord will 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 use the skills. Uh, and the weaknesses that people have to be able to minister. Um, as I, I said, started, said when we started, we didn't have a strategy. There's just been a matter of saying, yes, we could, we could help. And, and I think that there's opportunities uh, for families uh, to be part of ministry. If there's a family that wants to, uh, to share their English language, to share their love of sports, to share their love of drama, There's all kinds of camps that would love to have a family uh, come and, and, and then plug that into some homeschool development in those places. Um, There's opportunities for those that are retired to be able to share their skills in encouraging a fledgling homeschool organization in another part of the world. Uh, You know, we've made mistakes and we want to be able to share some of the things. Maybe you shouldn't do it the way we did it. Um, and and be able to help people along. We had we had kicked off a couple of years ago uh, a, a a bit of a title, and we called it "Vacation with Purpose," where we were just encouraging if somebody was interested in being uh, involved in another part of the world uh, to to be able to go alongside and and speak at some conferences, but to visit people, to to go to some cities and and speak at uh, some support groups, um, those kinds of things. Uh, We've got, you know, we don't have a, we have no money, so this is self-financing. But the Lord, He can provide. Um, we'd like to say, if if somebody's interested, give us a call, uh, send us an email. We'd love to talk about it. Just as an uh, an example, I know that there's a uh, there's an opportunity in in uh, in Georgia uh, to be involved in Christian camp ministry. Uh, and there's a huge. Interest- and we don't mean like Atlanta, Georgia, in the No, I don't mean Atlanta, North Georgia. America. I mean the Republic of Georgia, which is uh, when I was driving down the road in Georgia, I realized that I was nowhere near home. When one side said Tehran that way, and the other side said Istanbul that way. <laughs> yeah, you're a long way from home.
0: Yeah,
1: and and that it's a you know an example of a country where uh, a family, a couple, could go and spend several months there, several weeks there. Uh, in ministry. And there's, they're great people, fantastic food, um, and great. A lot
2: of history. If you're interested in, uh, doing some touring, uh, they've got history there. That's like, uh, two, 3,000 years old. Well,
1: churches that go back to, uh, you know, the churches that are, are from the, from the early 100, 200, 300 years of AD. So
0: that's amazing. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to, you know, ask you personal questions
1: or what's a good way for them to connect with you? Uh, they can find me. find us on Facebook. Um, just search for Gerald Hubner or Bev Hugner, uh, or they can uh, send us an email at me.com, and uh, we'd be glad to, you know we're we're not experts. We're homeschool folks parents, just like everybody else. and uh, but we'd love to be able to to help others be involved in ministry, whether that be in Ukraine, whether that be in Belarus, whether that be in, there's numerous countries around the world. We have had an opportunity to speak in uh, in the Middle East and in uh, uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Oh, praise the Lord! Uh, and, and so, well, we've
2: been to Japan as well. You
1: know, a number of places around yeah. that we've we've been to. That, uh, uh, but you know, there's there's always places that uh, are looking for resources and people that could uh, could be involved. Uh, these aren't places that pay big money to come and speak. So it's not a, you know, it's not, not an income generation exercise and they probably can't, they can probably feed you and put you up in their house for a while. uh, But that's about it. So, but a great opportunity.
2: Yeah. And some of these, uh, we're not talking big conferences here. We're talking a room full of uh, homes or moms that are interested in homeschooling, maybe 20 people. Um, But they, but that's the the start because um, we started doing that with 10 to 20 people, uh, a few years ago in Ukraine and now the, the, they're working on a national conference. Yeah.
1: But you know, the people might feel, well, what what can I offer? Uh, I think you can offer your experience because what we find over and over is the questions, whether it, whether it be in Ukraine or, or whatever other country, whether they're wearing a burka or some other garb, the questions are exactly the same as the ones we get. Uh, at our conferences and our events here in Canada. What about socialization? How do I motivate my kids?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I know enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, sorry. And and I know from my experience, you know, I'm a
0: known speaker here in the United States on homeschooling. When I go overseas, they've never heard of me. They don't know me from anyone. So there's no advantage to have a well-known quote unquote, big name speaker go overseas to speak to people over there, they don't know you, they don't care. They want to know, do you have something relevant to share from your experience and from scripture for those that are Christian organizations uh, that will be helpful. So uh, Gerald, Bev, thank you guys so much for your service to the homeschool community. I am looking forward to cycling back in the future to having you back on to talk more about uh, the experiences that maybe we've all had as God has been able to use us around the world in helping to spread. The hope of Christ and the message uh, of of how to do that through the means of homeschooling. And I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you, Israel. All right. God bless. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. For more information on Family Renewal, the writing and speaking ministry of Brooke and Israel Wayne, please visit familyrenewal.org.